Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Ben Jung. While the dollar has eased after Jerome Powell's latest speech failed to offer fresh signs of a hawkish pushback against a resilient labor market in the United States, the dollar had seen a rally prior following Friday's blockbuster jobs report, which sent the U.S. dollar index to a one-month high. But was this a short-lived rally, or is it signaling more gains for the dollar are to come? Well, during Joining us on the phone today is Lim Jun Kit, strategist at Philip Mova, to find out more. Jun Kit, welcome to the show. Hi, Hong Bin. Thanks for having me. Hi. Thank you for joining me again today. Well, let's just start off with the USD, okay? So the USD, it's seen several days of gains prior to today, which is, you know, giving hope to embattled dollar bulls. Can this optimism for the USD continue or is it just was it just short-lived? Okay, so the strength of the US dollar, which mm-hmm. can be measured by the US dollar index, actually did stage a strong rebound last Thursday to almost a five-week high yesterday okay. after the Fed announced its decision to raise interest rates by 25 mm-hmm. basis points. And following that, you rightly mentioned that the market also received a slew of uh, economic data on Friday that was really encouraging for the US dollar. Mm. Okay, so one of the more notable ones is, of course, the non-farm payroll data that surprised markets with more than um, 500,000 new jobs that was added to the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. This was way above the market expectation of only about 185,000 new jobs. Mm. And aside from that, the labor force participation rate is also higher than expected. And the unemployment rate is also lower than consensus. Right? Right. So the jobs data, like the ones I mentioned, just shows that the U.S. labor market is still very resilient. Mm-hmm. And it actually reinforces uh, the, the Federal Reserve stance that the interest rates will likely remain higher and longer than the market expects. Okay. Mm. And also another worthy mention is that the U.S. ISM services a PMI data, which came out at 55.2, um, higher than the 49.2 recorded in the previous month. Mm. And this shows that the service sector in U.S. is still expanding. Okay. So back to your question, can the dollar strength continue or could it, or could it be just a short list? Mm-hmm. I think this is a really tough question to answer right now <laughs> as it actually depends on the inflation data, right. and like the consumer price index, which we will receive next week. So despite the strong labor market, we see that the inflation, on the other hand, on the other hand has mm-hmm. been declining for the past six months, you know, which is a good sign that the Fed's current policy is working uh, towards it achieving the 2% uh, inflation target. Okay, And mm-hmm. based on what we can see on the U.S. dollar index charts, we cannot conclude that the U.S. dollar mm-hmm. is bound for, for a large upward move as the current rally may just be like a knee-jerk reaction from the strong jobs report. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we will need to keep uh, continue gathering clues from the subsequent inflation data. And if the CPI continues to show signs of uh, slow inflation with a printing of 5.3% or below, mm-hmm. then we can expect the US dollar to retrace back to its recent support around 101. Okay, okay. So how have the regional currencies been reacting to the stronger USD? Okay, so of course, uh, the US dollar is a really uh, major player in the forex space. And whenever it strengthens, you know, our regional currencies are also susceptible to fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the particular currency that stood out to us in the region was the Thai baht mm-hmm. that had actually declined as much as 3.5% okay. uh, from its low last Thursday mm-hmm. till a high at 3 
uh, 33.8 on Monday. So that was uh, from, from uh, the bottom to the top is about 3.5%. And right now, the dollar had retraced a little bit, but the Thai baht is still about 2.6% weaker mm-hmm. since the bottom last Thursday. All right. And aside from the Thai baht, I also want to point out, um, also want to like, measure from the time when the USD started to rebound last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indonesian rupiah is about 1.8% weaker now, um, mm. while the Singapore dollars and the Malaysian ringgit are about one7 and 1.6% mm-hmm. lower against the greenback. Okay, so you've mentioned some of the currencies that have, you know, been impacted by the USD negatively. Are there any currencies that have been, you know, staying resilient against the USD? Okay, so I think it's um, most of the currencies, they depreciated against the, the US dollar mm-hmm. as it's, uh, the dollar gained strength. But one of the currencies that remained relatively resilient against the US dollar was the Chinese yuan. Okay, mm. although it did dip, but the magnitude of the dip was uh, lower as compared to the others, you know, mm-hmm. having dropped only 1.2% uh, since last Thursday. Okay, and I think uh, one of the reasons that may have contributed to the resiliency of the Chinese yuan is, of course, the bullish outlook on the Chinese economy mm-hmm. um, now that the country has opened up from its zero COVID policy. Okay, and in terms of the data, I think uh, the last week the Chinese PMI figure indicated. Um, economic expansion mm-hmm. for the Chinese economy with the manufacturing PMI at 50.1. Mm. Or at 50.1 okay? And also the non-manufacturing uh, PMI at 54.4. So that was so this 54.4 non-manufacturing PMI is well above the previous month's data of 41 okay? mm-hmm. and also the consensus of 51. So uh, basically any reading above 50 uh, in this PMI shows that the economy is expanding. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that this is the first time since September last year that the indicator has gone above 50. Okay. okay, And moreover, we think that the services PMI for January also helped the Chinese yuan uh, from sliding uh, much against the greenback because the reading also similarly mm-hmm. um, showed economic expansion for the first time since uh, mm-hmm. September. Okay, okay. And I want to move on to talking about um, more specific um, currencies. And it looks like the Hong Kong dollar is one of the world, world's worst performing and it's rapidly heading toward a weekend. Why is that? Isn't the Hong Kong dollar pegged to the US dollar? So shouldn't the Hong Kong dollar also be seeing gains? Okay, so yeah, you rightly pointed out again that the Hong Kong dollar is actually pegged to the US mm-hmm. dollar and it's allowed to float within a narrow range between uh, 7.75 and 7.85. Mm. Um, right now, it's trading really close to the upper end, around 7.849. Okay. And the US dollar had been rising against the Hong Kong dollar since early December, mm. you know, despite the fact that the US dollar itself had been declining mm. uh, during the same period. Now, the biggest culprit here is actually the drop in the local borrowing cost uh, in Hong Kong okay. that gives the large incentive for traders to borrow Hong Kong dollar at a cheaper rate and then sell it for US dollar, mm. which offers a higher yield. Now, the borrowing cost that we are looking at right here is the one-month uh, inter- interbank funding cost, uh, also known as the high ball, which dropped to around uh, 2.44% today, um, which is really a steep slump from a peak of uh, 5.08%. Mm. in early December. Okay. And in contrast to that, um, the interest rate on the US dollar, which is the LIBOR, is almost 4.6%. Okay. You know, so this makes it really attractive for traders to get into carry trades, uh, which enables them to profit from the interest rate differentials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, um, we think that the increased selling activities of the Hong Kong dollar for the US dollar um, as a result of all this carry trade uh, played a major part of the Hong Kong dollar's decline. 
Meanwhile, some experts are saying that Taiwan's weakening economic outlook could also spell the end of a rally for the island's currency as well. Are you expecting the same thing? Yeah, I, I somehow do expect the same thing because you know when we look at the the Taiwan dollar, we mm-hmm. must first understand that the Taiwan um, is Taiwan is a global manufacturing hub for consumer electronics right. and technology tech sector actually mm. makes up about. 30% of the country's GDP. 30% mm. of the country's GDP is huge. And of course, the semiconductor uh, industry is huge in Taiwan. And they actually supply over 60% of the world's semiconductor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in recent months, we all know that the drop uh, in consumer, the drop in demand for consumer electronics, you know, also would greatly impact the mm-hmm. demand for Taiwan's export. Okay, which also we saw the, the Taiwan's export falling for the fifth consecutive month. And it is also the, the heaviest fall since uh, 2009. Right. So, yes, I do expect the slowing demand for mm-hmm. the China, uh, Taiwan's exports exert some downward pressure mm-hmm. on the Taiwan dollar. Okay, okay. Um, overall, though, you know, some experts are seeing a bright spot in Asian currencies this year. I want to get your opinion on this. Should investors sell the USD against Asian currencies on rallies? Okay, so my answer wouldn't be that clear cut, but I would say that I'm a bit more bullish on the Asian currencies okay. because I think in, in uh, 2023, mm-hmm. the China's reopening will remain an overarching team in Asia, which will provide a boost to the Asian currencies mm-hmm. you know, as demand in the region picks up. And at the same time, I think markets are cautiously, cautiously optimistic uh, for a soft landing where the Fed would manage to bring down inflation without causing a severe recession. So the, 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 without the fear of recession, I think one of the safe haven appeal for the US dollar is actually uh, elevated. So I think the, the markets would be a bit more bullish about the growth story of, mm. the, of the Asian region, which would boost the appeal of all these uh, Asian currencies. Okay, okay. And as I ask you every time you're on the show, what uh, other uh, currencies should investors look out for in the following weeks? Okay, I think for, for this time, I want to point out that the dollar-yen pair is, mm. should, should definitely be on a trader's watch list okay. for the following weeks because um, the general trend for the dollar-yen pair remains a pretty bearish. It's a very, very strong trend. And I think the recent rebound is likely to be a correction before mm-hmm. a further move down. Uh, because looking at fundamentals, I think the rising core inflation in Japan um, um, in, in December to a 41-year high mm-hmm. um, is increasing the odds of the Bank of Japan, you know, eventually revising its ultra-loose interest rate policy at some point. Okay, so mm-hmm. that would really, you know, just change the whole uh, whole direction and to boost the Japanese yen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and the pers- on the technical perspective, on the other hand, I think the dollar yen daily chart uh, staged a death cross between the, the 50 and the 200 daily exponential mm. moving averages. Okay. So this is a technical indication that people look at, uh, which indicates that a more prolonged downtrend to follow. Okay, mm. And lastly, the pair had also been rejected off the 50 EMA resistance. Mm-hmm. And hence, we are eyeing for the pair to head down and retest the support zones around 127. Okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Thank you so much, Junkit, for <laughs> right, joining us you, today. Thank yeah. you. We've been speaking with Lim Junkit, strategist at Philip Nova. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.